the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture, comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hi, I'm Wendy Scott, and this is Season Watch, and I want to thank you for joining me today, friends. Uh, Help me kick off my new show, and let's just start off by praying. God, I just invite you to be with us today and watch over those of us who love you. I ask you, Lord, for your anointing on all that we do um, and that we learn today uh, more about you. And so we just pray you answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. So our goal as believers is to be watching as patterns. So I want to talk about the basis of the show first so we can get a start on that. Uh, I looked at Uh, the things that Jesus said to his disciples and the things that he wanted to share with us about the last days. And so I'm going to read from the scriptures. I like to read from the scriptures a lot. Uh, And we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 12 so that we can see the inspiration for this this concept of season watch. He said in uh, Luke 12, 29, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink or have an anxious mind for all these things that the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old or treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief can take it. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find them watching. Assuredly, I say that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. Isn't that remarkable? And if he should come in the second watch or the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Then if you skip down to verse 45, he says, Then he also said to the multitudes, Whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather, and there is. Hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth. How is it that you cannot discern this time? And so we see in this passage that 
Jesus expected the Pharisees to know what was coming. They especially should know because they'd studied the Bible. They were the leaders of the people. And we see in this warning that he expects us also to be ready and not just be going about our business, but to be paying attention. And he calls us to watch. And so he describes how they didn't discern the time and the seasons, even though they had all the prophets uh, that testified to what Jesus would do. And he told them that we should seek first the kingdom of God, put that first. It's super hard in these times. And that we should watch and be ready. And that there are rewards for being ready. It is coming. I mean, it says that he's going to sit down and serve us. What a remarkable thing. And then that there is punishment for those who are not ready. They will be cast out into utter darkness and all kinds of things. Um, so he, he calls on his friends, his disciples, those who follow him, to watch and be ready. And so that's where we get season watch from. And uh, I also like to look at Luke 21, 9, because he describes what it's going to be like in the last days. And he goes through this process when they ask him, what's the end going to be like? And he says in Luke 21, 9, but when you hear wars and commotions, don't be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilence. There will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Now when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. He says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And that in verse 36, he says, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And so for those of us who are hoping in Jesus' return, I know there's a lot of Christians, maybe you're not there yet, maybe you're not uh, thinking about when he comes back. And I know that people have different theologies. I believe in the rapture, and I believe he's coming soon. And so uh, this is my perspective. I hope as you come along on this journey with me, you join me in this concept that um, he's called us to watch. He's called us to pay attention to the things. So uh, Paul, or whoever the writer of Hebrews is, was chastising the Jewish believers, those who had received Jesus. He called them dull of hearing, and we want to be sure to avoid being dull of hearing. He said in Hebrews 5.12, for though at this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the first principles of the oracles of God. But instead, you need milk instead of solid food. For everyone who partakes only in milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So he's urging these Jewish believers who knew the scriptures. They went to synagogue uh, every Saturday, every Sabbath. They went to synagogue, and they should have known the scriptures and he's saying, you, you guys have to catch up. You're like babes again, dealing with just the basic rudimentary 
ideas of salvation, and you should actually be the teachers. And so I urge us, let's all, we all need to like absorb ourselves in the word of God. We need to honor him. We need to know him. We need to watch for patterns, patterns in the scripture and patterns that we see all around us. And so there's many of you out there, you have been watching. You're like, yes, sister, I'm with you. I am seeing it. I'm seeing what's going on. And some of you are not sure what's going on, or maybe you're you're still trying to figure out what's going on. But uh, those of us who are watching, we see a big change. And so some of the things we're going to talk about in this show is this idea that uh, Jesus warned us about, pay attention to the season, watch the season that we're in. Uh, it's interesting because when you look at that that scripture, Luke twelve fifty six, and it's also in Matthew 16, it, he says, hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. And I'll tell you, it's interesting because the the word for signs of the times is kairos. It's a, a word I use a lot in uh, my profession, and it means this season or in due season or at the right time. And so we're going to pay attention. Is this the right time? Paul describes that there will be uh, birth pangs. Even Jesus talks about the beginning of sorrows is actually the Greek word for birth pangs. And so are we seeing birth pangs right now? Because as Paul said, that once they begin, there is no escape. Everybody knows you cannot escape once labor starts. It's like, never mind, I changed my mind. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen, friends. And so I urge us, let's pay attention and let's talk together and look at these things that are happening and see if we're finding the things that Jesus is asking us to look for and to be ready because we each have a plan uh, that God wants us to walk in. So here we go. That's the basis of the show. Thank you for joining today. And I want to kick us off. Maybe you don't know, but we're going to start off, friends, with the, the, the first show today is... Constitution Day. Did you know today is Constitution Day? So we're going to kind of take a look at the Constitution and what a gift it is to uh, not just America, but to the world. Honestly, really, it is to the world. And I, I know I, I teach, and so uh, most of my students have no idea what's in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. They've been told another narrative. They've been told not to appreciate it. And you're probably old school like me. You think, yay, the Constitution, we love it. Uh, but do you know it? Do you know it? Uh, and I urge you, please, everybody go out there and pick up a copy, a, a $2 copy of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you want to go. Just pick it up. Have it in your pocket. Don't rely on digital. Have an actual copy and learn it. Know it. Because things are happening right now, and um, we need to know what are our rights, what are the gifts that God gave us through this Constitution. And so we're going to kick that off today. We're going to start, we're going to have two-part uh, series. So today's part one, uh, celebrating the Constitution. We're going to see how much we could fit in here because there's a lot to say about it. So uh, fasten your truth belts as we get going and take a look at the Constitution. So you might know that um, America wrote the Constitution after we'd already won our independence the Constitution has been a gift to the world for freedom and uh, for the concept enshrined in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence that there is individual value in every person. You have to understand this is uncommon. Those of you who have been to a non-Western country, you might know this. The individual value of each person is ingrained in our Constitution. That's why we ended up exporting our 
our values, our freedoms. Most uh, constitutional democracies or whatever they call themselves around the world got their version of the Constitution from the United States. We were the first, and it was a groundbreaker. And, of course, the Constitution was given to us so that we could also bear the gospel. You'll, you'll find that God only created two nations ever. He founded only two nations, and he founded them for this reason, to represent him and his goodness to the rest of the world so the world would know about him and his kindness and his love. And then to spread the word of his love and the plan of salvation. So who those two nations? It's Israel and America. And so through Israel, God gave us the word of his divine historic plan, nature, prophecies, promises for salvation, and the Messiah, right? And then through America, he delivered his message of free will. We each have free will to decide for ourselves the way that we would go. God gave that to us. He doesn't even make us go to heaven. We get to choose. And he founded that, and so did our nation. And the gift of freedom for every human, and that our divine rights are from God, our rights, our intrinsic rights. And these were enshrined um, through the blessings of liberty and Because of this, we have exported the gospel around the world. Other nations uh, tried to. Lots of times they came with colonialism, so it became a mixed bag at times. But America generally was not colonial. It didn't try to really do what the, the other nations had done. In fact, we started with quite the independent spirit, people who came to America Uh, didn't come as merchants or profiteers so much. Most of them came as families, and they wanted to establish um, a new and free and independent life, mostly freedom of religion. But that is the American spirit. When they came, they founded the American spirit, and they founded the American dream, and we've exported it. And with it, we've exported the gospel. Um, We're the most generous nation in the world, and we also love to share Christ. And of course, we're a bunch of humans, so we mess up a lot, but that's the promise. And why do you think the world speaks English right now instead of Italian or some other language? I think God made sure that the nation that was going to carry his message of freedom and love would get out there. So let's take a look at, um, at first of all, how we got this idea, the, the best, most eloquently expressed um, freedom creeds that we have come in the Declaration of Independence. So if you pick up that pocket uh, Declaration of Independence and Constitution, you'll get that. We're just going to look at the intro portion to remind everybody. I bet about a lot of you have this memorized, but the Declaration of Independence has codified the brilliant, beautiful concept of individual freedom. And you all remember it. You can say it with me. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, if you were my class, I'd go into a lot more detail about all these other things, but you know, you know that this one phrase right here exported around the world People died trying to read this because it's such a genuine promise. It takes our rights out of the hands of men who have their whims, 
and it puts it in God. You want your government to believe in God because God is the dispenser of our rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And remember that. This is how our, our government was founded. Remember this. And you want to know how to interpret the Constitution? It's through this. And then when you look at that the government is not in charge of us, all right? They believe this. Our founding fathers believe this, that, in fact, governments are instituted among men to secure these rights. That's their only job, to keep us safe, to secure these rights, not to tell us what to do, all right? It's not for government's own self-interest. And they derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. How beautiful is that? I believe it's divinely inspired. Um, so I want to talk about the um, the quotes. So we're going to move to the Constitution. I want to talk about the quotes that the founders said about the Constitution and get an idea of what they had in mind. So Thomas Jefferson said that our peculiar security is in the possession of a written Constitution. And this is true. If you look around the world, there are um, lots of times they don't have constitutional protections, and uh, they do have constitutions, and they borrowed from us largely, but they do not even now have the same kinds of protections for citizens. They, they don't codify their protections the way we have. George Washington said it would provide, quote, checks and barriers against the introduction of tyranny. That was the idea. The, the founders had such a tremendously difficult experience. They were supposed to be citizens of England, of Britain, and they were treated like, um, like slaves. They were, contre- they were treated as less than citizens. They were uh, given, you know, laws were passed against them differently than, uh, than the other counterparts in Britain enjoyed. And so... They wanted to provide checks and barriers against the introduction of tyranny. These men knew what it was like. And then John Adams said, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And I think we can agree to that right now. Um, the other quote I really like is Dr. King when, uh, when he gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. He said, uh, when the architects of our republic um, wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. And isn't that true? And we want to grab onto that. Uh, The world wants to, the world, our nation, people, forces in our nation want to diminish that. And we want to keep it, hang on to it treasure it, and teach others about it. That's why you need to know these things. You, you, you can't just bluster at the things that are happening. People want evidence. And if you literally can quote and point to our founding documents, you wouldn't believe how people's minds will change because it's reason. It's reasonable. And you can ask people, well, you want that, right, don't you? So the only way to have it is if we all have it. And when you have these reasonable conversations with people, you'll find that they come around. But you have to have the evidence. You have to have it ready. You have to know it. Just like the Word of God, you should bury it in your heart. I urge you to become very familiar with the Constitution. And whatever comes up, you're prepared to make use of it. So we're going to take a look at the Constitution a little bit here, see how far we get. Um, 
First of all, let's think about the preamble of the Constitution. If you're kind of an old fogey like me, you know the preamble by heart. And if you know it, you probably knew it in a little song <laughs> that, uh, that played on Saturday mornings from Schoolhouse Rock. So the preamble of the Constitution, I'll try not to sing it in case there's copyrights. <laughs> we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility to provide for a common defense and support the general welfare, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the... United States of America. Yes, thank you for that. And people will look at the different parts of the Constitution and they'll say, oh, they could have meant this, they could have meant that. And you look at, oh, Second Amendment, they could have meant this, they could have meant that. But what do you want to do? You want to evaluate the Constitution through the lens of the preamble and through the lens of the Declaration of Independence. And that's how you know how to interpret it. And so it's for domestic tranquility to ensure uh, freedom and liberty for a posterity. That's what it's for. This form of government is intended to have checks and balances to keep everything in balance so that America, we the people, are in charge. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, who's in charge of the government? We the people. We the people. We the people are the government. The government is not over us. We select them, and we can deselect them. And we need to remember that. So when we take a look at the Constitution, we see that there's three. All right, so you're like, okay, basic civics here. There are three branches of government, right? Everybody, can you name them with me? That's right. We've got the judicial and the executive and the legislative branch, right? So it's interesting. We vote the representatives in for legislation. Legislators are legislators, Congress and Senate. They're the ones that that pass laws. And they have to pass laws based on what we sent them there to do. They don't get to do things that we didn't ask for. And if they do it, we send them home. All right. So legislators are sent to represent us. All laws come out of there. We have a situation now where we have regulations being formed by the executive appointees and executive branches and different branches uh, that are outside of legislative laws. And so we have to um, maybe challenge some of those laws that we're being held to that are mere regulations that we did not get to vote for. Remember, that's what they were created for the legislators. It says all laws, anything that you can be held accountable for should come out of legislation. And then we've got the executive branch and they're in charge of executing the laws, executing the laws, faithfully execute the laws, right? And they're supposed to um, do take people to task, the law enforcement, all sorts of things like that, right? But they don't make the laws. They can um, temporarily do things, but that's it. And then there's the judicial branch, and they're only judging the constitutionality and the interpretation of the laws that were passed. So there you go. So let's take a look at the Bill of Rights. We've got, as we know, the First Amendment, God's gift to our country, and they packed a lot in. 
Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. When we recall that when most of the colonists came to America, they came because they were being persecuted. Every every nation had their own brand of religion, right? And uh, what would happen is uh, the 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 England would have, oh, well, we're, we're Catholic right now. So when we're Catholic, then we're going to, and you have to be Catholic or we're going to jail you and imprison you and burn you at the stake. And then, oh, no, now we're Protestant. So we're going to round up all the Catholics. And if you're not Protestant, we're going to jail you and, and punish you and burn you at the stake. So um, the people were tired of that. They wanted the freedom of religion. And so when you, you think about how do we interpret this, this uh, statement, shall not establish a religion. That's how. That's how. You don't have a state religion that the government enforces. All right? Um, and then, no, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Hello. Know this. This is our right. We have these rights. All right? Moving forward, we're going to look at the Fourth Amendment, right? That's against unreasonable searches and seizures. So be sure you know exactly what the Fourth Amendment calls for and protects you against. And the Fifth Amendment protects against double jeopardy, witness against yourself, deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. They can't take your property without just compensation. Sixth Amendment provides that most of us, uh, we know this as the Miranda rights, so protects us for speedy public trial, impartial jury, things like that. And uh, we have it memorized because we watch uh, TV programs on that. And it requires that we have assistance for counsel and that we can um, ask questions, we can cross-examine people. So it's really good to know the rights that we have if we are picked up by any law enforcement. They're sworn to uphold these rights, so know these rights. And then, of course, the Eighth Amendment, which is an interesting topic right now, we have protections against excessive bail. You shall not uh, require excessive bail or excessive fines or cruel and unusual punishments. So... The last thing I want to talk about is the 14th Amendment, which was codified in 1866 and outlawed slavery. But what's neat is it defined what a citizen was. And a citizen is anyone born in the United States. And that you cannot deny any citizen the life, liberty, property without due process of law. So we hang on to these promises. And so get your Constitution and look at it. Look at it yourself and know it and share it with others. And I urge you to come back uh, next week. We're going to pick up uh, where we left off, and we're going to talk about some things that maybe seem less constitutional in these last days. And we're going to look at some examples of the things, again, coming on the earth. Thank you again for Joining me with Season Watch, we crammed a lot in, and uh, I just look forward to seeing you or hearing from you next time. In Jesus' name. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. 
Wendy's Words for Him. Her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.